Here now is the moderator of today's program, Steve McCormick. Since the explosion of the first atomic bomb 12 years ago, the nations of the world have been engaged in a frantic race to develop superweapons. The fate of mankind hinges on the control of these instruments of destruction, but in the absence of effective controls, testing continues at a rapid pace. Here in Los Angeles, California, a blinding blue flash at dawn yesterday from the atomic test site in nearby Nevada again emphasized to people here and throughout the world the worries of possible dangers in radioactive fallout. September 1st, 1957, at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time over NBC, the American Forum of the Air signed on with a talk on the dangers of nuclear testing. The day prior, a nuclear test was conducted in Nevada, only roughly 300 miles from Los Angeles. Later that month, the Rocky Flats nuclear plant, just 15 miles northwest of Denver, experienced a major plutonium fire, which caused plutonium, americium, and uranium contamination within and outside its borders two eminent authorities to discuss this important issue. Congressman Chet Hollifield, member of the Joint Congressional Committee on Atomic Energy and chairman of the Subcommittee on Radiation, and Dr. Kenneth Pitzer, noted nuclear scientist from the University of California and former director of research of the Atomic Energy Commission. Well, gentlemen, let's begin with this thought. Has our Atomic Energy Commission adequately informed the public on radioactive fallout? Congressman, how do you feel about it? Well, I've been on the Joint Committee since its inception in 1947, and uh, I say that the Joint Committee has failed to make known to the people of the United States and the world the real, true effects of nuclear explosions and the dangers of radioactive fallout. Mm -hmm. Dr. Pitzer, how do you feel about this? Has the AEC done its job in this respect? Well, I think the uh, efforts which the AEC, and particularly Commissioner Libby, made in presenting the facts have been very meritorious. Unfortunately, the cold facts don't get the headlines as well as some scare statements, and therefore I'm afraid the public has not received the facts as well as it should. But I believe the Commission, and particularly Dr. Libby, has made a very great effort to uh, get the factual information available for the science well, and the general public. Do you mean by cold facts that the dangers that we hear so much about and read about so much, see about on the air, uh, on television, and hear about it on radio, these are, are not existent, that uh, we uh, shouldn't know about these things? Oh, no, quite the contrary. I, I think it's uh, very desirable that the public be informed of the various dangers and complications of high-energy radiation, which is a new and important complication of modern life. My point is simply that certain individuals have chosen to exaggerate these dangers and have, uh, have uh, I'm afraid, created uh, uncertainties and worries in the public that are really not justified. Congressman Hollifield? Well, I have a high regard for Dr. Libby, one of the AEC commissioners. And Dr. Libby has made speeches in many instances, however, they have been made uh, to scientific groups, to, uh, uh, to uh, 
groups of, of uh, small numbers of people, and they haven't been interpreted in uh, layman's language to the people of America. I do not accuse uh, Dr. Libby of any dereliction of duty as, as far as he sees it. I, I, I say that the Atomic Energy Commission has failed to interpret to the people in the people's language uh, these uh, highly complicated and scientific facts which I think they should know. Well, how do you do that now? Both of you have worked a great deal with this for the, for the years. How do you explain these things, and why isn't it done? We laymen are wondering about these things. Well, uh, as, as proof of my uh, sincerity on uh, my position, uh, for some time I've been trying to get hearings on the subject of radioactive fallout and the danger to human beings. Uh, beginning in uh, June of this year, we did have uh, May and June, we had hearings on this subject. And we had some 50 of the best informed people in the United States, uh, scientists who took different uh, uh, viewpoints on this matter before our committee. And in each instance, we asked them to prepare their scientific uh, discussions and papers and so forth in layman's terms so the people could understand it. And just this last Monday, we released an analysis, uh, which I hold here in my hand, of about 20 pages which is in layman's language and which explains, I think, in this one little 20-page uh, document, explains more of the real truth and the real facts about radioactive uh, fallout than has been given by the Atomic Energy in an understandable form, the Atomic Energy Commission, in, in the 10 years of their existence. Mm -hmm. Is there uh, material in here which would change Dr. Pitts's point of view, do you feel? Dr. Pitts, do you think so? Have you read Six years later, on August 5th, 1963, in Moscow, thanks to worldwide fallout-level side effects and concerns. The Partial Test Ban Treaty was signed. Ratification came from the Soviet Union, UK, and the US. It limited testing to underground facilities. The US and USSR were, at that time, responsible for 86% of all nuclear tests. <laughs> 